1: Welcome to the MLB Extra Chicago White Sox podcast. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, joined by Scott Merkin. Merk, I hope you had a great New Year's Eve. I hope your New Year's uh, wasn't tainted by what happened to Michigan football just before uh, the conclusion of 2018 in the Chick-fil-A Bowl.
0: No, it was tainted by what happened to Michigan football against Ohio State back in uh, November. I think uh, that pretty much, not taking anything away from Florida. By the way, I did hear from the uh, former White Sox catcher and number one uh, Florida booster, A.J. Pruszynski, the day mm-hmm. of, the, of the Florida drubbing, as I expected to do, as I expected to have happen, I should say. But, yeah, I think uh, nothing against Florida, but that season ended for Michigan back in November, unfortunately, with the 120-7 to loss to Ohio State or whatever the heck it was that was pretty bad but, but we're a bad we're a basketball school though 13 and 0 going into the new year so that's all that matters
1: that's right you got to accentuate the positive in a exactly. new year exactly and, and you tweeted exactly. what's the best thing about 2019 so far you tweeted right. immediately after midnight uh central time and i tweeted you back that i have yet to hear an eagle song in 2019 that is still true by the way as we record this uh we are in day 2 of the new year as we record this. And I've not heard an Eagles song yet. My, my year is going fantastic. How about yours, Mark?
0: You know, it kind of makes me sad. Number one, that you would say that number two, that other people like that tweet, including some people from our own company. And number three, that I haven't gotten anything from the Eagles for this diehard support yet. You would think that they would have me come on stage and sing, take it, take it easy with them or give me a couple tickets for one of their shows and their next, uh, Farewell tour, but no, heard nothing so far from. But, hey, I'll stand by it. That, that's a wrong answer right there. You're going to be totally lost
1: uh, rooting against the Eagles when they play the Bears this weekend. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. I, uh, I can separate football tour. from music. I can <laughs> separate <laughs> football from musical interest, so there we go. All right. Well, anyway, uh, believe it or not, we do talk about the White Sox on this White Sox podcast, so let's do that a little bit. Merc, it's, uh, as we say, it's 2019. The calendar is flipped. We're waiting still for some major things to happen in the hot stove. The White Sox have been roundly uh, reported to be in on the top of the market in this hot stove season. We're not sure how seriously to take that, quite frankly, coming off of a rough 2018 in the midst of a rebuild. But stranger things have happened, and Manny Machado and Bryce Harper still unsigned as we record this. What's the latest there?
0: You know, it's crazy, and Anthony, I'll I'll include you back in this. I mean, we talked about this a number of times in 2018 podcasts, but I don't think I've ever seen a a process like this go down in the – 18 years I've covered baseball and it probably has nothing to do with these guys are such unique free agents and that they're 26 and hitting their free agent, you know, peak period already. So, you know, what will happen? Will they eventually go where the money in the years are? Do they, will they go to a team? They're not saying they don't want to go to that team where the money in the years are, but will they go to a team? that, Let's say they had their target on from the beginning of this process who might not offer the same money in years, but it's, it's very interesting to me that, almost no information has leaked out in terms of national local or anything else. Yeah. There's a few people who, you know, someone's brother played college baseball with Bryce Harper's best friend and says that Harper's going here, but that's about as, you know, I I know Jeff Passan wrote recently that the Sox and Phillies are willing to go, you know, the, the 10 years on the deal. And Buster only also wrote recently that it's two very well nationally connected guys that the Sox are more measured in their approach. So, you know, it's, it's, Hard to know what really is concrete at this point. We do know this. Manny Machado met with the White Sox right after the Monday, right after the winter meetings, had a good meeting with them, went to dinner with them that night. He met with the Yankees later that week and the Phillies after that. So we know those three are firmly involved in the Manny Machado process. And Bryce Harper could be anywhere from, you know, two or three to six or seven teams that are involved in the process. And it's just, it's got to play out at some point. Spring Sox report on February 13th. And I'm going to guess, you know, as much as, Neither side wants to blink to be kind of the first one to sign. I would think at some point, one of these guys has to decide at one point, at some, at some point, the offers aren't going to get any better. aren't going to, aren't going to vary anymore. So you got to make the call where you want to play.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, the, the Manny Machado thing should come to a head here shortly. He's already had his visits uh, with the White Sox included. Um, Harper could be playing out a little deeper, uh, perhaps into February for all we know, but um it's, it's anybody's guess where those guys go at this moment and what dominoes fall as a result of that but um divorcing ourselves from the machado and harper conversation what else do the white Sox need to accomplish between now and spring training i will add one more thing you know socks
0: fest is february 20 i'm sorry february that'd be great to have socks fest after spring training starts january 25th to 27th and i'm sure the white socks would like nothing more than in the middle of their opening ceremonies to announce and now coming to the stage who will be with the Sox for the next blah, blah years, Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. So maybe that, you know, maybe that uh, could could happen at some point along the line, too, if they are able to get one of these. You know, I wrote about this. Uh, it ran the beginning of the new year, the end of last year. And just some of the things they have to do, you know, they're still looking to improve the bullpen. They added uh, Alex Calame, who's, you know, should be their closer if nothing else, at the very least, gives them another great late inning leverage option with Jace Fry and Nate Jones, to name a few. Um, you know, and, and they're still looking at other relievers, though. You know, th- they they've done a good job of taking the relievers they've had over the last few years and then trading them and getting prospects back and kind of freeing up the not freeing up, but l- lowering the salary space even more to the point where they're next to nothing for this year and the next four years, basically, depending on who they sign. And then, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Yoan Moncada. Is he going to play second base? Is he going to play third base? Is that dependent on whether Manny Machado you know, comes to the White Sox is that part of, is that part of the equation, or are they set on moving him regardless? So they feel third base is a better spot, and they kind of have to figure out what they're doing at the end of the rotation. You know, they acquired Ivan Nova during the winter meetings, so you now have Ronaldo Lopez, Carlos Rodon, Nova, and Lucas Giolito, and then you know Dylan Cease. If he continues to progress as he did last year, should be up in 2019 with the White Sox. But until then, do they go with a combination of you know Dylan Covey? Manny Benuelos, who they picked up early in the offseason, Jordan Stevens, maybe a non-roster invite or two, or do they make another signing to kind of fill out the the bullpen? And then, you know, what do they do if Harper and Machado both go elsewhere? Rick Hahn is, you know, White Sox General Manager. Rick Hahn has steadfastly, steadfastly stayed to the point that they're not doing anything just for a quick fix. It's got to be in the context of trying to contend for multiple division championships and World Series championships. So it's not like they're going to go out and spend a lot of money just for a one-year guy. So what do they do? Do they just kind of incrementally try and improve beyond what they've done already and then go after more bigger free agents next year? Or do they try and see if someone else fits in the kind of two- or three-year window there? And then, of course, one of the biggest things is, and this doesn't really have to happen until probably some point in early April, but be ready for Aloy Jimenez. You know, he's going to be the next big thing, or he should be the next big thing in Chicago, and he will be up and play, you know, if not the entire season, the bulk of the 2019 season with the
1: Chicago White Sox. That's my AL Rookie of the Year pick, Merck. I'm Is it really? Over, 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 over Vlad Guerrero Jr. Well, over well, Vlad they, Guerrero. they wanted me to file bold predictions for 2019, and I, you had to write it for January 1st, for crying out loud, and we don't know where, you know, a couple hundred free agents are going to sign uh, between now and then. So right. there's, uh, there's a lot of things they are going to transpire but that you know that's bold right everybody's expecting Vlad jr but why not right He's going to be up all year as you said or a good chunk of the year and uh he could be as good as any of these rookies to be really
0: bold they should have had you predict every landing spot for the remaining free agents that would have been really bold and see yeah. and see what your percentage was of that group
1: uh it would it would be i don't want to subject myself to that <laughs> <ugliness>. i want <wouldn't> to <laughs> subject the world to that ugliness my, my predictions as they are are uh are you know unfortunate enough but uh, you know, we've talked so much about uh, Harper and Machado because the White Sox, you know, they maintained a threadbare payroll in 2018, and uh, they've got a lot of financial wiggle room, but they might uh, have another revenue boost here with a new TV deal. We've seen that in other markets in the past with new regional TV deals. What's up with the White Sox? Where are they going to be on TV in 2019?
0: Yeah, they announced that today with um, through a press, well, t- the day we're taping, which is, uh, what day is today? Oh my god, it's Wednesday. It's the second
1: thing, <laughs> so, yeah, Mark. You yeah, too. Come on.
0: I'm already I'm already lost. It's January second. So they announced that, you know, they're going the White Sox, the Bulls, and the Blackhawks joining with NBC Sports Chicago, uh, to a multimedia multi-year media rights deal with uh, that provides NBC Sports Chicago with exclusive local multi-platform media rights. And that's starting not this season, but the following season. So the the 2019-20 season, basically, but not for this one for the baseball, I don't believe. So, you know, the the Cubs are going to separate to themselves. They've talked about that already, and they they had that. I believe that deal goes back to 2004, where all four teams, you know, shared the rights there. And, of course, Jerry Reinsdorf has an ownership stake in two of the teams, in the White Sox and the Bulls. So, yeah, that's another thing that's been brought up a number of times is that, you know, it's – It'd be great to have a guy who you could put not only as the franchise face, but kind of the the selling point of the network from the Sox side. And that would be, you know, Bryce Harper or Manny Machado for sure, if you got one of those guys. I guess it would probably go back to Eloy Jimenez or Jose Abreu if you didn't. And that's it. not necessarily saying you have to have one guy from each team, but certainly it would help to have a – Manny Machado or a Bryce Harper in that picture to kind of boost the network. As Scott Boris, and again, I'm kind of paraphrasing, par- paraphrasing this from the GM meetings, one of the Chicago reporters asked him about having Harper as, you know, the face of the franchise, even for a new TV network and our new, you know, regional sports network. And Harper went out, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Boris went on about how much Harper's increased the ratings in Washington. since so he's played there. And then he said, which is a great line. He said, he's certainly better than Andy of Mayberry. Now that's you know that's not that's not really fair to Andy the late Andy Griffith and the uh, um, and Mayberry RFD. Although I was not a fan of that show, but still, I, I understand what he's saying. You know, this is a guy who can really drive a whole franchise, and the same with Machado. So it should be interesting if that plays into this whole thing.
1: Well, where are White Sox fans? Are they like expectant at this point, White Sox fans, uh, for one of those two guys, or is it just gravy if one of those two deals happens? Because we know next year's free agent class is pretty loaded too. So if the White Sox don't stock up this year on a superstar. Um, there's always a, a year from now, but w- what do you think the fan base is feeling right now?
0: Well, next year's class has Nolan Arenado, of course, and uh, of course, favorite son Chris Sale. Whether he will uh, come back home again, and he's actually you know talked about that he wouldn't mind coming back. That he's maintained you know a friendship with a lot of the guys, and also very close with White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper. But then again, he won a World Series in Boston, so I'm guessing that's going to be kind of a tough place to, to lead. But you know, we'll see that. Yeah, it, it's it's. It's an unbelievable dynamic, Anthony. I wish I would have followed this, like, what people were saying. I could have wrote, a uh, like, a paper to present at the University of Michigan or somewhere else about just fan reaction. You know, it goes from, you know – Bryce Harper liked a post by Nicky Delmonico on Instagram that says it. He's going to the White Sox. And then Manny Machado followed Yes Network and a few other Yankee players on his Instagram. Well, no, that's it. Machado's going to the Yankees now. And it's just back and forth and back and forth. And everyone has some kernel of knowledge or some interest. And, no, it's, it's more than gravy. The Sox fans, put it this way, the Sox fans, you know, want the Sox to be in this because that was the setup they targeted this year. Kenny Williams, the executive vice president, has mentioned that. So I think if, as long as they're in the running and if, let's say, the Sox make a better offer to Machado that comes out eventually and he picks the Yankees, well, you can't do much more than give yourself a seat at the table and make your best offer. Same with Harper. If he picks the Dodgers or the Cubs or whoever over what could be the best offer, then it's hard to argue. But, yeah, they, they do expect one of those two guys to end up as part of the White Sox. The White Sox fans are not just looking at it. this as like, ah, what the heck, we'll see what we can do. Let's let's go. Let's go for it.
1: All right. Well, I live in Cleveland, Merck, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Bryce Harper uh, nine times a year for the next 10 years uh, here. here Well, there you go. What do you think?
0: It it may be with uh, maybe with the Yankees, but you never know. or Who knows who it's going to be with? But yeah, it it very well could be with the Sox. I mean, it's they both they seem to be in strongly on both of these guys. I don't think any team and I'm not sure what you think. I don't think any team is going to get both of them, but I think they could very well end up with one of them without a doubt.
1: Well, and all that points to the, the general conversation. I mean, th- this is 2019 is a big year for the White Sox to start to turn the corner, right? I mean that right. That's got to be the New Year's resolution. Well, well, to, I, is to, is I, I'm not sure about. I'm
0: not sure about. Yeah, I, I think competitive. I, I don't think contending. Rick Hunt made this point. I no, think no. competitive is yeah is the key. I mean, you can't have another. You can't be another hundred-loss team, especially with. You know they weren't a very good team beyond the growing pains last year. Let's let's be honest. So it's got there's got to be improvement. There's got to be improvement. It doesn't have to. You don't have to go down to the last week, chasing Cleveland and Minnesota for the division title, unless you know. Although all bets are off if you acquire one of these two guys, if you sign one of these two guys. But yeah, it's an important year to get better. There's no question about it.
1: All right. Well, Scott Merkin, will be all over it. We'll continue to check in with him throughout this hot stove season, uh, leading up to spring training. Merk, thanks for doing this, and uh, go blue. Go blue. Keep the winning streak going.
0: Thanks, Anthony.